Ladies of the world, unite! And here we go for our second podcast of the month, and we're talking about all things considered to be nerd and geek. Once upon a time, being called a nerd was considered to be something bad, right? But nowadays, a lot of us are proud to be called nerds and geeks, and a lot of it is thanks to an avalanche of films and series that depict the nerds as cool people. Hashtag long live Big Bang Theory. Hi, I'm Fabiana Moliterno, you may know me as Fabi, I'm an English teacher at Cultura Inglesa, and I'm a walking encyclopedia of all things Marvel. Hey guys, um, my name is Estefano, I work at the Campinas branch, I'm also a teacher here, and um, I've been a Star Wars fan as well as a diehard gamer. Hi guys, I'm Jessica Rodriguez, I am a teacher at Cultura Inglesa Pinheiros, and I have always been a nerd, but I only came out later in life. Hi, I'm Nicole. I teach at Cultura Inglesa Vila Mariana. I'm a diehard fan of Lord of the Rings, and it has been instrumental in my learning process. And this is the Cultura Inglesa podcast. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Cultura Inglesa podcast. So, we're here. This is the Cultura Inglesa podcast, and this month we're talking about nerd culture. Today, we're talking about films and series which make the nerds super excited. We have very special guests, Stefano, Jessica, Nicole. Welcome to Cultura Inglesa podcast, beautiful people. Thank you for having me. Thank you, guys. Right, so um, a question to everyone, really. In your opinion, what makes a film or a series exciting for the nerds? Can I jump in? I think for me, at least, uh, I usually feel excited if it's something related usually to science fiction or fantasy. These two genres are my favorite ones, so I usually get really excited if there's something to do with science or fantasy. Yeah, uh, I think that it is the fact that takes us away into like unique, fantastic universes, whether it is science or fantasy. It develops creativity. It has us creating theories, scrutinizing that universe, right? Yeah, I believe that, you know, um, what I like the most about it is that it takes us back, you know? So you go back to being a teenager, really, you know, especially um, with the Marvel films, I guess. Um, I go back, you know, so it's a, a window, you know, a window that you get to look at yourself again. Very nice, guys. Uh, to me, as I said, I am a Marvel fan through and through, and I've been reading comic books since I was very young. So, in my case, watching those characters that I could only see in 2D come to life, that was like super exciting for me. It was really, really cool. Now, what's your favorite film slash series? Can you tell me a little bit of this, guys? Well, um, since my uncle introduced me to Star Wars, it, is, uh, it has a special place in my heart, you know. 
Um, but you know, I, I guess that nowadays, especially, um, I'm crazy about Marvel, probably, so I definitely see I try to uh, the things that you've been saying, you know. Um, yeah, so I would, I would, I would go as far as to say that I don't have a favorite, you know. I, I have a myriad of favorites, you can say. You say new girls. For me, I guess Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Um, I could say that my obsession for these two stems from like the intricate politics or the complex plots and character development, but in fact, dragons do play a key role in the <laughs> <laughs> fantastic creatures, magic, you know. Yeah. How not to fall madly in love for them, right? Yeah. And for you, I Jess. I guess I have a bit of everyone's here. I think I, I I agree with Stefano because it's very difficult for me to choose one favorite, but I have some uh, of them that are particularly I'm particularly fond of. Uh, Jurassic Park was the film that initially sparked uh, the flame for the nerdiness in me uh, as a 90 year old back then. And um, as for TV show, I am a Star Trek fan, as Stefano said, through and through. And I think we need more Star Trek fans in the world. Yeah, live long and prosper, Jazz. I was going to yeah. say that. I think I'm a big, tra a bigger tracker than uh, I'm a, a Star Wars fan. It's really Me too. cool, right? Definitely. Which one is your favorite season? Uh, I, I love the second uh, season of the the, um, the classic, the, the, the Star Trek, the classic uh, series. But uh, I also love the next generation. So I go back and forth with the second season of the classic series and the next generation. Yes, and the way they would shot, shoot the scenes, right? It's really cool. Very nice. Yeah. So I think this next one may be a difficult question. Is there any film or series character that you consider to be an icon? You know, um, since I, like we were talking about Star Wars the other day, I guess the um, Papa Team, he's the epitome of what a villain should be, you know? He's so evil, you know? Like, <laughs> so I guess that when you get to compare with other villains, like there is no comparison you know um but i guess a, a villain should also uh, there should be some psychological uh, background to it you know he couldn't like just be villain for the sake of of being a villain you know yeah being evil right something yeah. that you can relate to yeah yeah uh, Which is why uh, we love villains, sorry. No, we, okay. we love villains, right? Uh, rarely do we just despise them, except for maybe Dolores Umbridge in Harry Potter, but uh, all the others... We My, thoughts exactly. <laughs> My thoughts exactly! My thoughts exactly! Nobody likes Umbridge. It's impossible. <laughs> great, great. I was going to say that Palpatine, um, he... The character was responsible for some of the 
most iconic scenes ever where he declares in the Senate that he was going to close the Senate and he would become the emperor. And that, that gives me chills. Oh, my God. <laughs> and what Padme says after that, right? And this is how democracy dies yeah. with a thunderous applause, right? So yeah. it's, uh, I mean, any, any correlation that we can uh, have with real life? It's a mere coincidence, right? Yeah, well, yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. So um, how about for you, Nicole? Which one is an icon for you? Well, uh, it was 2003 when Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King came out. And the Witch King claimed no man could kill him. And then Eowyn heroically defeats the enemy and she rips like her helmet off and she says, I am no man. <sighs> it still gives me like, uh, um, I don't know, that scene has really um, changed like the way I perceive heroes, the way I perceive uh, villains and uh, let's say challenges in these fantastic worlds. And it was really beautiful. and. The fact that it was 2003, I guess it's it sparkled this this flame of women as heroes, I guess. So she is definitely a hero for me. And she doesn't get to be with the guy she loves. She is just, what she gets is like, she's a hero. She is like, um, she saves lots of lives and that's enough for her, you know? More than enough for her, so. Yes. How about for you, Jess? I'm going to stick with Star Trek and uh, say that it's Spock. Uh, he has always been, he has always been my favorite character uh, in all the, the, the media that I, I consumed in life. Um, for two reasons. Uh, you, I started watching Star Trek in a very uh, formative period of my life. So I started watching as a teenager. I was becoming a teenager. Um, and it, it, it just makes sense the way he perceived the world through logic. Um, but later on, I started looking at him and, and noticing other features of his personality. and understanding that and he actually says that logic is just the beginning uh, uh, of the path right so you can start from logic but only logic doesn't lead you anywhere right it's not going to lead you anywhere uh and the fact that he he struggles with this uh, being um uh an outcast uh in his own environment because he's half Vulcan, he's half human, so he's not here, not there. Uh, I, I read, I think it's really relatable uh, to many people, right? To not, to being, to have this feeling of not feeling quite that you belong anywhere, because there's, there are many things inside of you that can be, uh, I mean, I just love him because of this duality and it's a very complex character. Uh, in a show that many people say mm, it's not that that uh, complex, and I think it is. It is super complex, and you can extract many beautiful things from there. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, I think Jess knows my answer to this one. I guess anything that Kate Blanchett performs, it's going to be my favorite character. So <laughs> her playing Galadriel, her playing Hela in uh, Marvel, yes, that's just a plain yes for me. She does it, I'll be there and watch it. question for us because um well we are well we're not young anymore we are not a part of this new generation but we do see um the nerd films and series having a huge influence on younger generations uh what do you think of this positive influence this uh rekindle resparkle of all things nerd and geek coming to this young generation You know, Fabi, I, I feel like it's a bit mental that the, there's nowadays a series that the main characters that they play Dungeons and Dragons. Because in the past, you would you would be an outcast. So I feel it's, it's, it's great, you know, that people get to experience this culture without um, feeling like uh, they shouldn't because other people are telling them not to. You know, so I just feel it's great. I just have to say, long live the Hellfire Club, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> If you have watched Stranger Things, you yeah. will know what we're talking about. <laughs> And for you, girls. I mean, uh, go ahead, Nicole. There you go. Uh, I, I, I think there are some elements that I, uh, I believe to, to they are... I would say paramount for, for our younger generations. And I think many of them have to do with uh, voicing your opinions, having a voice, being there uh, for your loved ones, being there for your community. I think many of these uh, uh, pieces of uh many of these stories are about that so i think this is something that we need a lot nowadays uh, people to step up and uh, be part of uh, discussions right so i think many of them have to do with that and i think that's wonderful nice yeah definitely um What I was going to say about Stranger Things, what I find, I'm not a huge fan of Stranger Things, but I do admire something they did was uh, not only having the main characters as uh, Dungeons and Dragons players, however, they, they joined these generations together. So I see students talking about things that I would talk about in, when I was their age and singing songs from the 80s from the 90s and I, i think this unites our generations and it's pretty cool um but in terms of like how important these things are for the younger generation these stories they empower them um they have they have them believe it is possible to thrive in these unlikely scenarios and create a sense of belonging. So they have a group of Dungeons and Dragons players and people who watch Stranger Things. 
and the potter heads and so on. Uh, and this generates like deeper reflections that maybe they wouldn't uh, otherwise have them. They w- might find them boring or dull somehow. And these complex reflections come um, in a fun manner, discussing yeah. a gender equality um, and, and everything you can you can imagine. Mental health. Mental health, yes, definitely. So they are talking about these things uh, naturally due to these stories so i find them really really important really yeah i'm not even going to tell my part because that's a mix of all of yours guys and <laughs> long live the nerd culture right I'm so, yeah i'm so happy when i see my students my younger ones uh talking about things that are um considered to be nerd and geek And they carry that with pride, right? It's about mm-hmm. acceptance. It's about community. It's really cool. Yes. Yeah. Well, now it's time for How Do You Say? The part of our show in which we ask each other vocabulary questions related to the conversation we've just had. Now, my first question goes to you, Stefano. How do you say destrinchar, as in destrinchar uma história, um contexto, in English? Hey, Fabi, you can say scrutinize. Um, an example that you could use with these words could be we first over scrutinizing his every move and expression. So, it means to examine in detail. Nice. Um, just, so, Jess, um, how do you say um montão de in English? Well, you could use one of my favorite ones in English, a myriad of. As For example, nowadays we have a myriad of uh, books and comic books adaptations in the market for you to choose from. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, how would you say acender a chama in English? Okay, so we can say uh, sparkle the flame, as in something that started as a little bit of fire and it became something big and it started this huge thing, sparkle the flame, yes. And uh, back to Fabi, how do you say uh, se identificar com algo? Right. Um, you can say that something is relatable, yes? So uh, we could find some of our um, situations in our life and it's very relatable to things that we see in films or the films are relatable to life, right? And you can... Uh, find yourself relatable to character, for example. Yes. And that's pretty much it. And if you haven't heard these terms in our conversation, you may listen to this episode again and try to spot them all, right? Well, it's been a pleasure to talk about films and series with you all, yes? I hope you've enjoyed listening, 
Now that it's over, you can run to your nearest streaming platform, right? And get started on all these amazing films and series we've talked about, yes? And next week, we will be talking about books and a little touch of mangas, right? And once again, thank you, Stefano, Jessica, Nicole. See you all next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Live long and prosper. Yes, live long and prosper. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for new chapters of the Cultura Inglesa podcast.